Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast is brought to you by Euro Fantasy League. For the very best in online fantasy football, make sure you go to Euro Fantasy League, where you can play a variety of their games, including Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, League 1 games. For their Serie A game, go to FantasySerieA.com. Make sure you check out their Champions League game as well at Fantasy-Champions-League.com. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. All right, and we're back. Another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. Um, Andy, we're recording this a, a day after Roma 3, Genoa 2, um, right after the match as well. We've had some things emerge from the news. Just as far as the match goes, what were your initial thoughts my initial thoughts was that um, I agreed surprisingly with the, uh, with what Di Francesco said, um, that this is a sick team. And yesterday the symptoms were all there. Uh, we got lucky and um, we benefited greatly from some individual plays. Um, but that's it. That's as far as it, as it goes. Um, yesterday's game just proved that this Roma just has a lot of problems to deal with. Yeah, the, 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 the play was absolutely terrible. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh, you know, a friend of mine, he texted me after the match, and he had a really interesting take on it. He said, it's great that they got the three points, but it was a performance that was so bad that you could still justify sacking the manager. Yeah. I thought that was probably the perfect summation because... There is nothing to take from that match. Nothing. Um, Roma at the back are just a mess. They were absolutely lucky for Alessandro Florenzi not to be whistled for a penalty. I don't know why they didn't go to VAR, but yeah. Roma were incredibly lucky in that regard. Yeah. Um, I, I just I don't know what to make of it. I know you and I agreed Zaniolo was fantastic. Cliver, fantastic. Uh, Fazio, Kolarov, Florenzi, just not good. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And you've been hard on Di Francesco for this. I have as well about the, he likes to blame the younger players when Roma struggle at times. He likes to say, you know, well, when you're playing this many youngsters, you're going to be prone to mistakes. that, That could not have been used yesterday as an excuse yeah at all. <laughs> and luckily it, it it wasn't yeah because because yesterday uh it's yesterday's yesterday's games just proved that you know we have these so-called veterans that are not showing up when it matters uh, most of them i'm not saying all of them but most of them uh and um and yesterday you know two goals came from individual sparks of 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 talent and 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 and, and gameplay uh that little uh, uh flick from uh, one touch flick from from under 
um, for for Cliver to make his run. Even the the, the touch from Zaniolo, no look pass to 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 uh, Fazio for the goal. Um, and then uh, that one-two play between Cristante and Clivert, which was brilliant. But again, those are not plays that you usually um, that are they're clearly not part of a, a larger scheme of things. They're not what what the coach calls for. They're not you know it's it was just in the moment, uh, and that's what worries me the most is that we got out of this game against a really, really poor side that can't win since uh, September, I think. Yeah, the 30th of September. Okay, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, we and we've struggled so much. It was like we were fighting against the top side. And um, and it was, you know, it's, uh, it's sad to see this Roma team struggle so much against these teams that, you know, we, sh- we as the supposedly bigger club should be crushing on a regular basis. They hadn't won at the Olimpico, if I read correctly, since 2006. And yeah, it was the record, yeah. And they, you could make the case, I mean, you, you could make the case that either side was better, but oh my goodness, Roma were terrible. You mentioned this when we first tried to record this, but we ran into some problems. They killed Roma on the flanks. Abs- yeah. it, it seemed like, you know, I've, I'm hard on him. Someone asked me if I hate Florenzi. I don't hate anybody, but he's just not good. I think he's overrated. I, I think he's shown little to no improvement in three to four years. They were targeting Florenzi. I, I, I almost felt bad for him. Yeah. And but everybody targets. I mean, if you remember last year, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the the game against Shakhtar Donetsk oh, at yeah. at Shakhtar, they at did the Shakhtar, same thing. It was it, it was it was something. You know, it's it's like they know who who they're who they're going for. I mean, every team has scouts reporting on us, telling them you know go for the flanks because on one side you have Kolarov who's uh, thirty three. And uh, can barely move when he has to track back. And Florenzi, who has terrible in-game awareness. I'm, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe we're being a bit too harsh on him. He 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 is, you know, usually a, 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 he seems like a good guy. He makes some clever, you know, he makes some nice uh, passes well from from set plays from time to time, but. He he's terrible game. He does not know how to read plays. He does not know how to read opponents. So even for a guy like I always um, fuck up his name, Helia Mark or something like that, the guy, yeah, who was basically the man of the match yesterday. I mean, it looked like he was messy against Florenzi, and you cannot. You know, you cannot keep saying, "Oh, well, he's a, he's playing in his unnatural position." You know, he's he can still develop. No, he's twenty seven. This is his position. He's playing there. He's the captain. It's uh, and you know, I I just don't see the player that so many people see in him. Um, I think he benefited greatly from, especially in the Euro two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. with uh, with Conte when he was being deployed. As a midfielder um, on the on the on the right side or the left side didn't matter, but as a Mezzala, he was excellent there. But I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can always appreciate the work rate he puts in, but aside from that, yesterday easily one of the worst players. He was bad, and 
we've been crediting this guy a lot. We've been praising him a lot, but we have to mention it. Olsen had by far his worst performance since arriving. Yeah. And um, immediately, you know, as the game ended, I saw a, a tweet from some hotshot journalist. I don't know who it was, but who immediately said that Roma's worst mistake was not selling Rajas. Yeah, was yeah. buying I, I, I replied to that guy. It's, are you um, kidding me? Are you, yeah. what, are you watching? Like, what, what season are you watching? Like, it, yeah, anybody who's watched Roma this season knows that Olsen has probably been one of the few bright spots. Definitely. Um, you could even make the argument he was the most important uh, player brought in by Monchi in the summer. Um, yeah, it just depends who you talk to. He was really poor, though. If it wasn't for that offside call, I mean, that would have been too. Yeah, sure. No, I very, agree. Very, very bad. Very, very bad mistakes. But you know what? It's a goalkeeper. On the same day, we saw Alisson against Manchester United make a horrible mistake as well. So, uh, goalkeeper, he's human. I, I, I'm willing to give him a pass because he's shown so much. You know, if this was something that was happening every other match, then obviously we would be far more worried. I wanted to get to something, though, that that came out today by Sky Sport. And I'm not talking about probably the one that everyone is thinking of. But uh, I don't know. Many, they've released so many things that. It's... <laughs> well, the water is clear for one of them. Um, <laughs> so a report came out today from Sky Sport that had DiFrancesco lost yesterday. The club had Paulo Souza already waiting to be appointed less than 24 hours later today. What did you make of that? Because I got to say, I was entirely confused by that. I was I was shocked. Um, yeah, I, I was shocked too because it, it doesn't seem like a Roma thing to do to announce within 24 hours the, the next manager. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, you know, and... On one hand, I, I really don't know because every single, you know, director, be it Monchi or Baldissoni, had spoken, you know, even today at Neon, Baldissoni said, you know, full confidence, Di Francesco, he has shown he can coach Roma. But, but I mean, Souza is one of the most likely candidates. I mean, that's one of those profiles that... It just fits Roma, um, like it or not. It, it it is that sort of coach. He's uh, you can call him a mid-table coach, but that's it. I think that's um, that's as as good as we can do right now. Um, so on one hand, I was I was surprised by the idea that it, it would have just gone like that. You know, within twenty four hours, boom, you have a new manager. Um, on the other hand, I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's um, if it's trustworthy or not. Yeah, I don't know if it's trustworthy. I I've I just, you know, I have a hard time believing that for all the the gripes that we've had with the play, the approach, uh even the the personality to an extent of Di Francesco that Sosa would be an improvement on that. Frankly, I I well, the the improvement for me, the the main improvement is the journalists don't like Souza. The no. Roman the Roman journalists don't like Souza. Today, I was listening to some Roman radio, and uh, basically they were also discussing Souza. And the 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 main thing, the main argument that they were bringing up, like you know, they were holding something against is is that you know he's not he's not a very nice person. 
meaning they, you know, he probably doesn't like journalists. And um, I'm I'm getting a bit tired of this favoritism towards Di Francesco on the part of most mm. uh, newspapers around because they're always twisting what's really going on and uh, at in, in this club. So everything, you know, the, the whole fault is is Palotta's and and uh, Di Francesco is a saint because. You know, I've I've never seen a, a coach being so supported by 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 the press. Never in 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 Roma. Never. So we, um, I'll get to another story in a minute. We'll get to Porto in a minute as well. Um, there was a story, and I I don't want to mention anybody by name, but I'm sure you saw it because you just sort of mentioned it about how I, I believe, and I, I may, I'm go, going to forget the exact title, but it was essentially the only innocent person during this entire crisis is yeah. Di Francesco. Yeah, the least, the least responsible The least one. responsible yeah. is him. And I, again, I don't want to insult anybody. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Obviously, anytime it comes to journalism, whether it's sports, politics, everybody has a bias. I think we can all you know, test to that, at least to an extent. I, I, I read the entire thing. I didn't put it on, on the website here, but oh my God, I, I thought that entire article was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how anybody could not find at least some faults in Di Francesco. I mean, they were blaming injuries. They were blaming Monchi. They were blaming the players. They, I mean, they listed all of these faults that have gone wrong at Roma, Palotta, everything. And it, I mean, to say Di Francesco is the least responsible is irresponsible, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, what we call in Italian malafede. You know, it's yeah. like you're, you're you're blindly blindly believing in this. It becomes basically a motto for you. Di Francesco is least responsible. Um, you know, and also, for example, I I just don't like the fact that uh, with that story with the one hundred what was banners uh, hanging around all over Rome with, you know, Palotta, get out of here, go home, you pig. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that the press reports on on that, you know, constantly because um, I'm sure there there have been probably some banners that are supportive of Palotta. And also and also the fact that um, Palotta is being is becoming this this caricature, this basically demon uh, in the Italian media and somebody, one of my Italian uh, friends on Twitter um, posted Photos of of the same fans, the same ultras with banners against Rosella Sensi, against prior management. So, you know, uh, one one of those banners said, you know, uh, Rosella, go go to your father. You know, things very offensive. Um, but now, you know, we have Palotta, and it's become this whole anti-Palotta thing. Um, when the same people were doing the exactly same thing to just previous ownership. And I don't know, I, it just seems to me that, you know, whatever Palotta might do, even if he helps us, you know, lift a trophy, it, it, if it happened, I just don't believe that uh, most fans, most at least local fans, would cheer him on because, 
you know, he's he's just built this reputation. He's built an image, and um, I don't think anything can change it. Yeah, um, it's uh, for me. It, it's just the the the. I just think the hypocritical nature of people is what bothers me the most about this whole Palotta thing. Um, eight months ago, these ones, these people making these banners, they were, uh, you know, they were they were filming in the Piazza di Popolo as he goes yeah. into the fountain. So, is 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 you know, is, is he the guy that you love that you're happy to celebrate with when things are going well? You know, I, I every I'm sure everybody at this point saw what the uh, Corva Sud put out uh, that long communication, which I thought was kind of embarrassing, but that's a whole other story. Um, my, my only problem is Palata, Palata only gets shit when things aren't going well. Um, but when things are going okay, it's he never gets mentioned. Yeah. I uh, feel like he's, you know, he's the scapegoat unnecessarily at a lot of times. And again, this is going to sound like me pining for him or sticking up for him. Um, in this case, I will. I, I have to say, the way he is treated by the media is embarrassing. And let's just get right into it. The, the the wonderful story from yesterday. So after the match, if if I could, if there was a way for me to just broadcast this entire group chat that I have with <laughs> with our good friend Alstini and our good friend uh, Filippo Biafora and uh, our our the friend of you and I, Giovanni, as well. Um, it just it, it's just so bizarre. So after the match, Sky Sport puts out an interview from Palotta. Where he says "aquacolme," basically, the way it was translated into English is very bizarre. But the way that would translate is essentially the water is calm. And then they said that he said "tutto bene," so basically everything is fine. The water is calm. But then we were going on to a couple websites, and we saw that in English they were saying that he said the water is clean. Or the water is clear, and I, I, I say, I say, I, I take a screenshot of it, and I go in our group chat, and I'm just like, what, what the fuck is this? I've never even heard of that saying. <laughs> so we Google what the hell that means because I, I've never in my life heard that in Italian or English that the water is clean. I, okay, so then we come to find out that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the, the, the journalist that put this out on Sky Sport, uh, Paolo Asonia, who's uh, relatively well known. I I don't know if you know if anybody knows knows this guy, but I mean, if you follow Italian media, he's doesn't fairly he well known. Does he work for Sky? He works for Sky Sky yeah. Sport. Yeah, he 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 usually usually a lot of his materials on Milan, so he doesn't do a lot on Roma, but he does some. He does come out with some news some information on roma so oh my god <laughs> so what happened was asonia messages palotta on whatsapp so on whatsapp <laughs> asonia's photo and i only know this because we follow each other we've added <laughs> each other <laughs> on his on his whatsapp uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a photo of him in the ocean <laughs> so palotta said to him he just said oh like he so he, he messages Palotta out of the blue asking for a comment. And all Palotta says to him is that water looks clear in reference to his photo. So, 
So, so, so Sonia goes on television and he reports <laughs> that Palotta says the water is clear. <laughs> Tutto bene. And he translates the water is clear into aqua calme. <laughs> and that, first off, if you want to say the water is clear, that's not even how you would translate. You would you would use you would use chiara. <laughs> and he, he basically, first off, he mistranslates it. Secondly, he adds the words tutto bene to what Polotta says, which Polotta never said. He didn't say tutto bene, inferring that everything is fine. And he goes on television and he says this on live television on Sky Sport after the match yeah. in front of just all these people. Yeah. And I, <laughs> you know, I, people say I stick up for Polotta too much, whatever. In this instance, though, this is what he has to work with. This yeah. is what he has against him. He has people literally making up stories, uh, creating these words that he never even said. Yeah, and because he has, because he's the stranger, John. He's the outsider, so they they have to make a fool of him. And and, and I have said, and I and I do think this is a problem because when I contacted him, I. I I showed him a clip of what was said and he didn't know what it meant. And I had to basically when, I, when you translate it into English, it doesn't make any sense, which is why the whole thing is confusing, but he doesn't speak Italian. And I do think that's a problem now, whatever, that's fine. He's a, he's a, he's a foreign president, foreign owner. He's not here all the time. I can perfectly understand why he doesn't understand Italian, but I do think it's an issue. However, this is what he is up against. He's up against these people creating these words and creating these stories out of absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I can't help in instances like this. You have a journalist who's, you know, relatively respected going on one of the largest networks in Italy for sport and he's just saying these falsehoods it's it's completely made up and there is nobody to confirm it and there is no one that rectifies it i mean that that news was not uh the worst thing about it is they did not clear it up no I mean, aside from aside from my uh, um, uh, i mean it, it just Aside, it just became like this thing I saw today in the in the newspaper in the, all the Pagine Romaniste. Basically, every morning reports what every newspaper headlines and what what you know what they say about Roma. It was all over there. So Sky Sports didn't do any any sort of attempt to to clarify the issue. And this is you know not only damaging to Palotta but damaging to to Roma itself. It's you know, it just it, it seems like the, the the guy, no matter what he does, he will always, you know, be used as this clown, clownish figure or this evil outsider businessman with no heart, you know, who treats Roma like a like a business just for money, blah, blah, blah. It's just for me, that's the worst thing is that. He has many faults uh, as a president, you know, as a, he, he should definitely hire somebody for public relations because the mm. guy is, yeah. is just, you know, let's let's face it. Um, <laughs> but 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 aside, I mean, aside from that, I just don't like 
people simplifying this situation, just making it out to be, you know, making him out to be this cartoonish uh, character, um, no matter what happens. And I think the saddest thing was when he uh, recently, when was when there were banners and then there was the the, the thing and um, with the we are not, you know, we are not standing up for this anymore. We don't want this. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're fed up. And his comment was, you know, uh, yeah, this, the, what what would the season look like without this, right? Like, mm. it's it's become just a, a regular occurrence for him. I, that That's what kills me, is that, you know, he wakes up in the morning and he knows that, you know, over the ocean, he has a fan base that, the 90% of these fans hate him for mostly simplified and falsified reasons. Yeah. And I completely agree with you. I think they need help in terms of media relations. I've always said, I think he talks too much. I'm never going to complain about that though, because I'm one of the people that he talks too much to. So if I can get content from him, I mean, that's great for me. I know I sound like a prick saying that, but (laughs) Um, you know, it's just so it's sad to, and the thing about this whole thing is you had every popular website. I mean, even we had it here. I mean, every popular website is reporting these words, but when there's a clarity and things, the truth that comes out, I mean, you only have maybe a quarter or half of the websites actually putting out the truth. So then you have all these people who have read these words that Palota said, everything is fine. The water is calm. They, you know, now they think he's an asshole who's out of touch with reality, and this is what he has to deal with. Um, to me, it's no different than I'm sure you remember in the summer when there was that, yeah. there was that uh, Napoli based, yeah, yep, yep. at, the, at the pizzeria, Pol- yeah. You know, Palotta is clearly joking, he's joking when he says some of these things, and people take what he says to heart, I just think, too, too quickly. And this is what he's up against. He he is up against not understanding the language, which, again, is entirely his fault. He could have learned it by now. He's owned the Roma for long enough to have learned Italian. But I, I don't think that's the point. I just think culturally, I think he is unfairly punished. And there's a lot of things, as you said, that you can fault him for. The The one that bothers me most is people take it they get personal with him. And I, you know, I, I, this is a sport. We're fans of Roma. I just don't like when it gets personal. And that's the part that bothers me most. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So beyond that, um, I just can't get over that an actual journalist who can't speak English goes on to Scott Sport <laughs> and, and translates the water is clear into aqua calm as to say that the water is calm. Just, oh my God, embarrassing. But maybe they did it because, I mean, maybe they did not clarify it because they didn't want to show his picture in the actual water. That would have been pretty embarrassing. Oh, well, he's got that. a he's got a fantastic tattoo. If I might say so myself, <laughs> everyone, if, if you don't know him on WhatsApp, go at him. Um, <laughs> So lastly, Roma drew Porto today, the Champions League draw. I'm going to assume you're ecstatic with that. Uh, now, granted, um, you know, Pescara would beat Roma in this moment, but at least it gives Roma the opportunity for something to look forward to and perhaps raise their level, no? Oh, for sure. I thought, uh, I thought this was a key thing for... Um... 
for the for for today's for today's meeting with Mon yeah with Palotta between yes. Monchi. I think this was this was very important that it happened while Monchi was still up in the air flying to Boston because this just shows you that as shit as you have been and as shitty as you are now, um, because any single team of those teams w can could beat Roma now like ten to nothing. Um, you know, despite all of that, there is still a glimmer of hope. You know, you still have a slight chance. There's still something worth fighting for in the long run. You know, if because that means, you know, advance. I, I'm sure if we had drawn Manchester City or Barcelona or Bayern, the discussion between the two um, would have been completely different. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't know how different. I don't know in what terms, but I I think this completely changes the discussion because it says that look, you have a, a little bit less than two months to get your shit together and 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 try try to to actually you know to to surprise everybody to actually play like a team and maybe you know go on a little run maybe do again what you did last year in the Champions League. Um, yeah, I think this is this is was a great draw, not only because of 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 the opponent, considering you know uh, all the other ones were super tough, but it, it just changes, I think, the the long term project of this team this year. Yeah, I agree, and even from a just because I know it's been a difficult moment, just. There seemed to be some some elation amongst the fans. Uh, you know, there hasn't been a lot to get excited for recently. <laughs> and, I mean, we all know what the Roma's draws in recent years, especially in the Champions League, have looked like. Um, Bayern, Manchester City. I mean, you could go on and on and on. And the last two years, I mean, Shakhtar uh, last season. And then you have uh, Porto this season. I mean... It does feel like the tide is starting to turn a little bit. And I do agree with you in the sense that, again, it gives Roma two months to get their shit together. Yep. Um, and I have to say, even, even if you move on from Di Francesco, if things continue to get, to get bad, we don't know what has come out of today's meeting, but it doesn't look like he's getting sacked, at least as of now. Um, it at least gives the manager some time to prepare for an opponent that, listen, even if Roma are poor, they should still be at least closer to the level of Porto than they sure. would Manchester City, Liverpool, even Bayern, who are struggling. So I, I think just in that regard, it's a positive draw. Yeah, and, you know, we all know Di Francesco, and Di Francesco has one thing. He's very proud. He... He, uh, he he's very proud and he is always eager to demonstrate his pride, which sometimes mm. comes off as very arrogant, especially in post-game conferences, whatever. But I just think that a, a draw like this w will motivate him. I don't know if it, I don't know if it actually will, but I just I just I, I would interpret this draw as something, you know, that motivates him to you know to say you know what i'm gonna prove them wrong i'm not going to you know get sacked over a loss against i don't know sassuolo or parma i'm 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 going to turn this team around and, and try to prove something um 
because really, I mean, it's as we said yesterday, you know, we have been shit and we have been injury plagued, but the talent is here. You know, we have we are missing right now in the starting lineup. We're missing Jekyll, we're missing De Rossi, we're missing Pellegrini who I don't think people are, I think people are realizing only right now how important he was um, for us in those, in that streak of his, mm. where he was just red yeah. hot. He's a very important player. So I just think that we have the quality, we have the talent. There is still hope. I mean, you know, it's, um, it, it just, there is still something to fight for if you're Roma. Okay, now we'll. I'm sure we'll talk about it before the match against Juve at the weekend. Um, how bad is the massacre against Juve? Oh. Are we talking one, two, three? Oh my God! I think I, surely they won't win. No, that I think that's a, a three nil. It's a it's a, mm, it's a complete oh, cool. shutout. I, I feel like wow. that's because no matter how much heart you put in it, they're monsters. You know, they're just yeah, uh, yeah. they're. They're a team that is perfect under every... Uh, I mean, can you imagine uh, Cristiano Ronaldo facing either one of Kolarov or Ferlanzi? You know, mm. it's... Uh, scary. I, scary it's to think about. Scary. Uh, scary. I mean, it doesn't matter if we have De Rossi or not. Uh, this team is just not up to it, uh, especially in that stadium. No way. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I don't think it's going to be good. I don't know if it'll be by three. I I don't know if it'll be by two. But yeah, I don't think it'll be good at all. So we will keep our fingers crossed that it's not nearly as bad as you envisioned. Uh, so so we'll leave it there. Uh, as I said, we will hopefully talk to everyone ahead of the match at the weekend against Juve. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, ciao. Ciao.